from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. This is it. It's showtime. Ready to go. You are tuned into Legends Look Back, in which case... If you didn't intend to be, hey, this is Legends Look Back. Glad to have you here. In fact, I've been doing a lot of traveling lately, and I had one of these weird encounters the other day where I was like, I'm not totally sure how to handle this. My wife wasn't with me, so the like, awkwardly outgoing social side of me that makes her uncomfortable was just totally on display. I didn't have to worry about embarrassing her. I was on a train, maybe a subway. I don't exactly remember when this happened. Could have been in an airport. At some point in my travels in the middle of the public transportation (laughs) scenario I found myself in, I saw a rando wearing a Star Wars shirt. And guys, I'm curious, what do you do if you spot somebody wearing a Star Wars shirt out in the wild. Do you have like a protocol on this? When's the appropriate time to say something and uh, when do you just keep your mouth shut? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a really good question. I think for me at least, uh, I see a lot of them now and it's it, it, it's more of like, a, you know, I'm glad there are more of these shirts around now. Um, but there's a part of me that's like, I wonder if they know about legends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they know about the EU. Like, I wonder if they know how big Star Wars is. That's what, that's the first thing I always think of. Mm. How many times have you read the truce at Bakura? That's the question. <laughs> the leads with. You know, number one bestseller. Just kidding. <laughs> exactly. I feel like well, if I see a shirt, I don't really do anything. If I hear mm. them talking about it, I full mm-hmm. on insert yeah. myself in the conversation. And okay. Okay, that's a good policy. I happened at that's, the dog park fair. once, and I hadn't talked to a human in a very long time, and so <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting conversation. It was in like the peak of COVID, um, and they were not as big a Star Wars fans as I was, which is a little awkward. So you have to shout like twelve feet away. Don't worry, I won't infect you, but I love Star Wars. <laughs> I like Star Wars too. <laughs> Give me that shirt. Goodness, <laughs> my. My protocol, at least, like, that I joke with my wife about, it, I don't know if I've actually ever done this, but, like, all right, it's not so different from if you see somebody wearing the shirt of your favorite sports team. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I was in the Boston airport the other day flying to Arkansas, and I saw, for the first time ever in my entire life, in another random airport that was not, like, in the South, somebody wearing Arkansas Razorback caps. Mm. Hey, we're having a heck of a year, so uh, you better believe that I'm going to say something this time around. I yell, stop my lungs, go hogs, or uh, something like that. Well, they turn, and being <laughs> wonderful southern hospitality Arkansans that they are, they come right over to me and shake my hand and uh, introduce themselves. <laughs> and I was like, my wife would have died if I had done that. And so when you see somebody wearing a Star Wars shirt, it's not so different than that. So That's fair. What I always joke to her is if I see somebody wearing a Star Wars shirt, I look at her and I say, go Star Wars, am I right? <laughs> like it's <laughs> your favorite team. Like, go team, right? Go team. Mm, That's fair. I did not. That's fair. In this particular scenario, I just stared at them mm. <laughs> for so long, hoping they would notice I was also wearing a Star Wars shirt. Yeah, there you go. And we'd be, and we'd be like, hey, you see the thing? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they did not look at me, oh. but I hope somebody else on the train looked at me, looking at them, and considered calling the police. <laughs> like I hope that it at least, I hope it at least crossed their mind. Oh goodness! 
Yeah. I didn't end up doing it. Go ahead, Rick. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, that's what I do is if usually I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt too. And so I kind of give them the, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, kind of make eye contact with them. But I'm, I'm totally the awkward dude. to be like, hey, I like your shirt. And they're like, thank you, you know, or whatever. And I make it weird. Yeah. Uh, but but that, that reminds me, my wife is a big uh, Legends of Zelda fan, and she was wearing a Zelda shirt. And someone... You, got, you had me at Legend. Right, yeah. I know. <laughs> and, uh, and then you took it to a different franchise. <laughs> Sorry. But one, ta- one time, she was like at Walmart or something, and somebody actually came up and like wanted like her fan card because he was like, whoa, you're not just like a Breath of the Wild fan, are you? You're like a real... like. Do you actually play like Zelda? And she was super offended and started listing all the games she had played like... Back off! I got my Millennial Street cred. Okay, you know, like, leave me alone. So, right. as long as we're not doing that with Star Wars fans, like, you know, I want to see everything you know. But yeah, um, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to do the gatekeeping thing, right? Uh, we're not about that over here. Well, I did not gatekeep. That's good on the subway. That's what I good. did, however, was I saw a bird. There was a guy on the subway with a bird. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, like a not a pigeon, like a noisy. Like a, I don't know, like a cockatoo. No, no. <laughs> like those are like a I vulture. Hate to bring it to you, Jared, but they're around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, this man had a bird. That's awesome. Everybody on the train instantly just pulled up their phones and started videoing <laughs> this guy because his bird was <laughs> singing and talking. And, huh. You won't hear any singing on this episode, but you will hear some great talking. Even more exciting than a subway bird, mm. maybe. To find out. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network. It's a Star Wars books podcast for people who like to crush Capri Sun, where we celebrate our rich EU history, as well as dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined, as always, or at least most of the time, by Freddie C. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's got the, he's got the helmet. Go in there, Jerry. We've had some good uh, Power Rangers conversations <laughs> lately happening in the, in the Discord. Yeah, I, I noticed. Awesome. Uh, so someone someone in the Discord was like, hey, Jared, I didn't know you were a, a Power Rangers fan. So I was like, you know what? We might have some new listeners in here. They have not seen the mask thing yet. So uh, I decided to pull it out and uh, put the Red Ranger. Nice. For those who were not able to see this, it, I just I just ripped off my uh, Red Ranger helmet right now. So just got back from the fight. You know, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got the got the helmet here. <laughs> I'm actually putting together a new, like, I'm designing what my next Star Wars room is going to look like. Looks like I might get to have a new studio before uh, too long, and I'm thinking about putting it next to my Star Wars bookshelf. Also having a like a, a bookshelf just for like '90s nostalgic junk. And so I'm going to get like the boom box that I had as a kid. You know, the silver one that weighs like 50 pounds that uh, the corners you could cut your face with. Yeah. Like, just, I'm thinking about putting that on there. I'm thinking about putting my Power Rangers helmets, my Megazords. Nice. It's trying to make you proud, Freddy. You know who else is trying to make Freddy proud? Our new producer, Rick Grace. Hey, hey I'm here. Alive, alert. Oh, what is it? Awake, alive, alert, enthusiastic, something like that. So. <laughs> We survived the good. day. So, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Seriously, like this has become the thing I look forward to every week more than a lot of other things. And so super glad to be That's here. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Lately, my wife has said, how'd the podcast go? And I'm like, I cannot begin to detail, I cannot begin to describe to you the huge smile I had on my face the whole time. If you're an audio listener, you just have to take my word for it. Uh, you know what else you have to take my word for? The fact that I'm joined by our... Other co-host, Emily Daybeck, or I guess you could listen to her. Hi, Emily. <laughs> hey, how are y'all doing? Um, yeah, I think every every 
week when I, we're done with the show, I have to like massage my cheeks because they're so like tired of smiling the whole time. So uh, if you get the chance to catch us live, we would love to chat with you and uh, and have you join the group. Uh, I just got you back heard it from here first, folks. That's right. Look at our cheeks. <laughs> I just got back from the Pacific Northwest. We actually flew up to Seattle. We have some friends up there. And so I went to an old school arcade and got to play some Star Wars games this week. It was really fun. Um, so that oh, was awesome. It was pretty eventful. I was very excited to get out of the desert for just a little bit and also very happy to come back because I really do love living in the desert. But here which, I am. which arcade cabinet was it? Was it Battle Pods or was it? Because uh, that's the cool one. There's also a really good one from the 90s, the the Pod Racer, right? Uh, Where you have to hold both of the handles and... I remember that one. Um, I think it was Battle Pods. Um, it was really disorienting to me. My husband actually played that game because I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. But we also played some pinball that we didn't understand. Like, both of us were playing side by side and we're like, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know how this those, goes. Like, does those this Battle work? Pods are so awesome. Yeah? yeah it was I, really cool. Like, I felt like I... Were you, did you sit really inside me, of something? Um, I kind of stood outside. So it has like okay. two little doors on the side that kind of close and then, so but cool. they're plastic. So I just, I left him open a little bit. Nobody yelled at me. So I just kept standing there. Awesome. <laughs> it was really cool. Awesome. He's very good at it, but yeah. One of these days when we have enough time, I'll tell you guys the full story of the time my friends and I went on a three hour heist road trip to try <laughs> to steal or bargain for a, uh, a star, like old school like 1983 star wars like return of the jedi pinball cabinet <laughs> it was a whole thing and it was not successful oh. but it's a great story maybe that that would be a great show we'll find out. yeah one of these days one of these days, of these we'll days. Hear it. i mean it's like anticlimactic because we did not succeed yeah i guess you did already kind of spoil it didn't you <laughs> yeah 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 well it sounds but fun. uh you know what i did succeed at my most recent mission I was uh, away on a road trip, as I mentioned, you know, the travel thing, and I went to this cool comic book store that I've been hitting up lately when I am in the area in northwest Arkansas. It is uh, just one of these absolute, like, hole-in-the-wall stores that is just just the door. Like, in a shopping center, very nondescript, you don't think that place is going to have a tremendous Trevor... A Trevor Trove. What's, <laughs> Trevor what's, Trove. Uh, what has Trevor done to me? We had an episode called the Trevor Trove. That's great. Like that's what, I, call, that's what I used to call it. I used to call Trevor the Trevor Trove, and it caught <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> Eric says we must redo the heist. I'm down. I'm down. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll make a YouTube video out of it. Absolutely. So you can smash that like and subscribe. So I went to this little hole-in-the-wall store that has just... Hundreds of Star Wars action figures, single-issue comics, both canon and legends. Um, they've got some, like, Star Wars model kits where you can build ships and stuff. They've got, uh, like, classic figures, and, and they've got, um, you know, like, some of the newer figures, Mandalorian stuff. They've got some Funko Pops. I mean, it's just everything. It's remarkable. It's amazing. I picked up a couple of books while I was there. I was able to find this old copy of Return of the Jedi. Oh, man. Uh, I've been been trying to collect all the Legends paperbacks. And yes, as I had to explain to my wife when I got home, I did already own Return of the Jedi <laughs> in paperback. But not this one. Not this cover. It's got the blue lightsaber with the red words. And it's gorgeous. It smells like it doesn't want me to smell it again. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, and I also picked up the Shatterpoint hardcover. Very excited to find. I've oh, been nice. trying to get all the hardcovers for all the books that we cover on the show. I've also like not been actively collecting as much, so haven't been trying to like, you know, 
just buy all the hardcovers unless I find them in the wild. Six fifty. Hmm. Six fifty. A little, little bit of like a whitening in the corner, but six fifty for this bad boy. Good price. Very proud of Good it. Price. And you can have that Depa Balaba deadpan stare <laughs> that's now featured in all the Utini commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more thing, but I'm going to save it for last. Anybody else have anything in the recent acquisitions? I, I do. Uh, I didn't even notice this. I was about to throw something away, and I guess it's not really an acquisition. It just happened upon my lap. But after I opened the limited run, uh, what is it? The um, Commando. Did it burst like a pinata? Yeah, the Republic Commando game. There was something in there. I was like, huh, what is this? It's kind of shiny, and it caught my eye. So I saw this side, and then I flipped it over. And it's oh, like a gorgeous. holographic. It's a holographic. Ooh. You see that? It's beautiful. Yeah. I was like, I almost threw this thing away. Woo. Yeah. So I found oh, this. Oh, man. This that is beautiful. Beautiful Star Wars Republic Commando limited run hollow card. I have no idea what to do with it, but I've got it. <laughs> well, man, you can sleeve that up and put it in your next Pokemon deck. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, when they knock out your Pikachu, you can say, yeah, well, I've got boss. <laughs> I've got the Republic Commandos. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Here to save the day. How about you guys? Anything else? Uh, I got something I'll show real quick. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I actually didn't buy anything. I, I sent my wife to go to our local Books A Million to pick up Visions, and uh, they didn't have it off the truck yet. I'm pretty angry about that. Um, and so they couldn't do anything. It, it's, it's cool. It's like a total, like, that's like the definition of like a first world problem, though, isn't it? Not getting a book on like release day. Um, anyway, um, and but she did pick up this really cool uh, luggage tag for me. We've been staring at it for a while and just <laughs> didn't, we don't want to buy it, but it says not the Look bag you're looking for. It's beautiful. Yeah, That's and cute. it's like leather. She's also in the chat, so shout out to my wife. Uh, hey, Jess. She. Yeah, thanks for letting us do the show. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I get to neglect my family for a few hours every Thursday night, so what's better than that? <laughs> hey, and question um, for you guys. Should I upstage Jared with something he showed or just... I think so. Uh, Okay. Yeah, that's what? a good call. I, I kind of felt what? I kind of felt bad. So what do you have? Yeah, <laughs> the same the same book you just showed off, but in hardcover. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh look at that thing. That's, nice. that's gorgeous. So that's beautiful. That's great I, shape. I felt like a jerk for for thinking that, but I was like, it's funny. Why not? That's um, the show just instantly became that meme <laughs> where everybody reacts like this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Mark that for the thumbnail. <laughs> Goodness, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's so hey, cool I love that cover I've never book. seen that before yes. they are they're pretty sweet um, looks very and, stranger uh, things which is obviously we're gonna we're gonna have to coordinate with our, our book hunting because I've got a, a bunch of books I'm trying to sell so I'll have to see if you guys are looking for something I actually do I've have a few extras that I've been saving as prizes Ooh. for things on Legends Look Back and I, they were not intentional extras <laughs> they were ones okay. where I was like yeah I don't think I have that one and then I did and bought it anyway. Yeah. Goodness. I, every time I go uh, to a bookstore and I see a copy of Trusa Bakura, I buy it. And I have roughly about 20, <laughs> 20 something. That's hilarious. Are you trying to like I remove had, them from I circulation? Had zero before I met Freddie. And now I have three or four. Yeah. What? It's all your fault. What's the plan there? I don't understand. Is it just, just to like protect them from the world or what? Um, eventually drive mine in price. Nah, nah, it's not that. I give it, <laughs> I give them away so often. I have to give okay. one to Jose now that I think about it. Uh huh. Oh, that's right. Joxy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, Emily, how about you? <laughs> I have no new acquisitions this week. We've been traveling all week, so have not gotten. Well anything. done. I've actually thought about uh, gifting you some of my extras because I have. Because <laughs> you have, I a have some of these duplicates. Of 
Like you're gonna need them eventually. Yeah, that we're is true. Get like I've got a lot show. of partial collections, which really bothers me. Now I understand why collecting is a thing. Because like you, if you mm. have two of the three, you have to get mm. the third. Yes, you do. Yep. And and, and also I, as a digital reader, I, I respect that. I do read quite a bit digitally as well. I get uh, a lot from the library. In fact, this year for Black Friday, we're planning a show that is not about Star Wars collecting, but about being a Star Wars fan for free. Freddie and I are big advocates for the fact that you don't have to spend money to be a Star Wars fan. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something you can do if you choose to, if that's how you want to spend your money, if you have that disposable money Mm. to spend, but that's not the point of what it is to be a Star Wars fan. We're planning a whole show. It's going to be great. I've already written like six or eight pages of show notes. It's going to be amazing. Mm. But... There are some books that don't exist digitally like on Kindle, mm-hmm. such as some of the old school ones like the Brian Daly Han Solo mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. and uh, the L. Neil Smith Lando books, right? These bad boys here, Han Solo with stars. In, I don't think there is a Kindle version. Hmm. I don't know. I just so happen to have extras. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I've got a lot, of, a lot of things that need to be getting mailed out. But I've got one more thing in the Thracken's Thrift Store segment, and... If you are a part of our Discord, you heard a little bit of this story. If you are not, now is the plug for you to join utini.com slash Discord, maybe. I'm just guessing that that's the right link. I've been collecting. Uh, Freddie, do you know what my um, like my most active collect- collection is at the moment? Like, What is the one collection I am most eager to complete at this particular point in my fandom? We've been podcasting together two years. <laughs> do you know what it is? I mean, there's a, there's honestly, there's three things I can think of. Right, there's Power Rangers, okay. Pokemon, but Pokemon's a little a little tough, right? There's a lot of a lot of Pokemon cards now. There's a lot. Um, Power Rangers is definitely one of them. I know Power Rangers. You, you you've been on a very big collecting spree of their comic books and those in general. And then yeah. there's your Legends collection, which I know you're very close to finishing or just about there. I feel or. or, or I finished the Legends paperback collection. Okay. This is it's a Star Wars thing. Okay. But it is specifically the nineteen ninety nine Cup Toppers from Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. <laughs> so Emily, good. have you ever seen these before? Do you know about these? What are they supposed they go on top of your cup? Does yeah. it like uh-huh. have a so... spot for like a straw or like <laughs> yes. uh-huh, yeah, you stick it right <laughs> in the back of Boss Ness's ponytail. That's right. <laughs> So for our audio listeners, I am holding um, a a Boss Nass that came from a KFC, Pizza Hut, or Taco Bell in 1999. I'm I'm most actively trying to complete the collection of all 12 of the cup toppers. How many do you have? Four or five. Five at this point. Where do you find Yoda, Sebulba, Watto, Young Anakin, and now I found Boss Nass. Right, yeah, antique stores. And specifically like... Some comic book stores, collectible stores that accumulate these kind of retro, obscure items. And I found, I was just about to leave the store. I'd found like a couple single issues, nothing (laughs) spectacular. And on my way out the store, I looked up. And they had dangling from the ceiling hundreds of toys from all kinds of different franchises. DC Comics, Marvel Comics, Star Trek, um, and... Right as I was about to leave the store, I saw Boss Nass <laughs> dangling from the ceiling. And I was like, I want him. <laughs> so they brought him the, down. Did they get a ladder? And we had a, <laughs> like, they... 
Oh, I don't know how they got him down. I, I was distracted. That's a good question I should call and ask. Do you guys remember how you got it? Uh, they brought it down. In fact, he was just covered in dust. He's been up there for who knows how long. And the guy who runs the store, I kid you not, it's my best impression. I'm not exaggerating. He said, and I'm sorry for the levels for our uh, audio editor. The audio editor is me. So uh, <laughs> sorry to future Jared. He says to me, I bought that thing at a KFC in 1999, and I drank a Mountain Dew out of it and everything. <laughs> and I said, oh, awesome. He said, don't worry, I washed it, but it's been up there for quite a while. It's pretty dusty. And I was like, no big deal, man. No, no big deal. See you later. <laughs> Turns out, I got him home. I washed him off, got all the dust off. And you know what happened? He got incredibly sticky. Mm. So you should have so left him dusty. Fine. I should have left him dusty. I think the best theory that I had is the plastic activated when I scrubbed the dust off because it was like so caked on. It was ingrained into Boss Nass. Hmm. It it was a whole thing, and it was very unpleasant. It took me quite a while to get it off my fingers. There's still some residue. Now, here's the real question. Do you think it's 20-year-old Mountain Dew? Hmm. Hmm. Silence. I don't know. I, I think you need to make a uh, uh, a globe-like environment and submerge him, and then he'll be happy. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that would probably be best right. submerged, Jared. Sticky, uh, sticky <laughs> boss nasses. They don't need, they don't need to live. <laughs> sticky boss nass is, is at this moment my favorite item in my collection. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> they, here's the so thing about sticky. these. Look- Are the other ones that sticky? No, no. Boss Nass is uniquely sticky. He is, yeah. Um, that should be a t-shirt right with, there. <laughs> these, these are so good because they sit on the shelf perfectly. I mean, just like, look how cleanly this sucker sits on this book. Mm. I mean, it just, it's perfect. I don't even care about the cups. I've got some of the cups. I've got them stacked. Sometimes I drink out of them. I think the Yoda cup is currently being used to uh, hoist dog food out of the dog food container yep. into the dog food bowl. <laughs> My favorite is still Anakin. The Anakin, he's good. He looks great. Yeah. Uh, I definitely had have- the Jar Jar Binks as a kid. I don't know if where it still is. I hope it's at my parents' house, but I had that if one. If you have it, Rick, I'll pay you $15 <laughs> for it. That's the, Ooh, that's the going that's price. That's the going price. Right wow, okay. Uh, I'll pay you $16 just to up it. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, you know what else is uniquely sticky? The amount of Legends <laughs> news that we have in tonight's episode. We were actually debating behind the scenes, a little peek behind the curtain here, uh, whether or not we should move the Legends news and Thracken's thrift store segment to like a once a month thing so that we can get into the meat of the show Some, you know, from time to time. We were like, yeah, we're going to move that to a, a once a month thing. And then we were bombarded with Legends news. Freddie, take the first thing. Well, this is, the crazy thing is when we decided that legends news needed to be probably once a month that's a good problem because back when we started this show legends news was out but it wasn't as as intense as it is now uh, there wasn't much there wasn't much so so right right off the bat we've got um we've got the new hardcover omnibus was announced for uh there's just there's a lot man i'm looking at this list so republic uh new republic volume one which is collecting Mara Jade by the Emperor's Hand, Shadows of the Empire, Evolution, uh, X-Wing Rogue Leader, X-Wing Rogue Squadron 1 through 6, and a handful of other issues from that time period. Uh, we've got some stand, the standard art cover by Hugh Fleming. There's a comic book exclusive from Gary 
Erskine? Erskine? I think I think it's Erskine. Erskine? Erskine. There's an E on the end. I think that uh, we've actually got some images for these. Yeah, these are to show off the Fleming cover and the Erskine cover. Some beautiful yeah. covers. So, first of all, the the comics that it's collecting are are pretty awesome. I mean, Rogue Squadron, Rogue Leader. It's some great reads. Oh, look at that cover. No, what's amazing about this is that these hardcover omnibi are happening. It's a thing. Like yeah. that, we, we we've we've got one on our shelves. One has oh man, this thing is heavy. One has actually been released at this point, but like we don't have. Any others out yet, and there is like a problem in the supply chain, um, so so we are you know getting them a little bit delayed. Actually, the the rise of the Sith omnibus, I believe, was also just recently yeah. delayed. We're gonna get to that in a second. But the good news is more and more being announced, and these things are infinitely <laughs> collectible. They they are as collectible as they are heavy. Yes. So now here's the problem. I only own like six or eight of the Marvel. Omnibus, what do you call these things? The Marvel Epic Collections. These are also really good, really collectible. Uh, however, some have gotten rare and expensive. I have a few. The only one that I have a complete run of mm. is all like all the Rogue Squadron comics. Oh, and nice. So now they've been announced mm. in the hardcover omnibu um, Omnibus, <laughs> but like I think in the grand scheme of collecting, I'm going to want all these hardcover Omnibi because they are so so good on the shelf you gotta have those hardcovers am i right yeah those are those are some beautiful they're he they are heavy uh emily i don't know if you've seen these books yet you uh eric or um eric i was just reading his, <laughs> his thing in the chat but jared jared just held up a book flawlessly i'm not sure if you realize how heavy those books are they're roughly <laughs> like 10 to 20 pounds <laughs> yeah that's right uh-huh thank you freddie <laughs> oh wow they're so heavy they actually they're so heavy. jacob weighed it isn't it jacob actually he weighed it on a scale because he brought one to a convention and he got his signed by uh john jackson miller oh, nice. And he, he lugged the sucker around the convention center. <laughs> so I, I don't remember exactly the weight. Eight pounds sounds right? Hmm. It's around, it's, I think it's like roughly around eight to ten pounds. So like it, it's a That's like it's a baby a hefty size. Book. Like that's like carrying around a baby. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to give birth to it right here live on air. Are you ready? No. Uh, but this, hey, let it, be on, let it be known on my resume. Uh, you, as, as was seen right here live on the show, Jared can... Lift eight pounds with one hand. <laughs> Minimal problems. Well, this comes out summer of 2022, so should be coming out next summer, depending on the delays and all of that. Uh, Freddie, are you going to get it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have to. I have to get it. It's talking about Rogue Squadron, and that's that was my second Star Wars read, I believe. So it, I have such a... I got to do it. I have to do it. Have to. Emily, are you going to get it? You've just read the first Rogue Squadron book. Now, do you feel the need to read all the comics? Um, I like to collect my knowledge internally, like in my head <laughs> and in my heart. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing so, wrong with that. Here's what I'll do. I'll buy not. two copies, <laughs> just in case you ever want one. Okay, there we go. I'll buy both You know of what the I do, actually, because I do read primarily from what the library offers, is I'll request for the library to buy it. So it still mm. supports the authors, and but mm. then more people who don't have access to as much funding or whatnot um, can still enjoy Star Wars, and I get it from multiple people. And then it got irritating because everybody at the library started catching on, and then now there's like a hold for all the books I want to read. <laughs> so I have to like <laughs> no wait. No way. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I do. I, I request for libraries to buy them. That's great. I like that. That's You know what? That's, that's very much going to be part of that episode, Jared. <laughs> The library all kinds of it's hacks. already on the list, Freddie. Okay, it's on the list. Cheap, don't, cheap. 
Don't you worry. How about you, Rick? Are you going to get it? Um, I'm not sure. So I actually I need some help because comics are new. <laughs> My voice just cracked on help there. It's like choking on help. Uh, but I, <laughs> I have a help. <laughs> I have a hard time. That's another story for another time. The time I had to call an ambulance and I was choking. Wow, okay. Um, but I need help differentiating between the Omnibus, Omnibuy, and Epic Collections and the Overlap because it's stinking confusing to me. And I need help. But also, talking about libraries, I almost stole a hardcover Kenobi from a library because what? it was much more valuable in my library than theirs. Oh. Um, I will pay you for this book. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was like, can I buy this? And they're like, no. And I'm like, what if I lose it? In my and, house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then I found a better deal and gave theirs their back. Look, I, I'm like an addict, okay? I need help. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. B- oh, book collecting, man. No, what to say there. All right. I can say this much, Rick. <laughs> Um, we're not going to get into all of those details right now, but our buddy Jake over on the YouTube channel has an entire YouTube video about how to collect and read Star Wars comics. Okay. And it's impeccably well done. He really gets into great detail, brings a tremendous amount of style to the video with a buttery, silky, smooth southern accent. And so he really gets into the difference between all of these. Basically, the omnibus, these hardcover omnibi, are massive, they're collectible. They're expensive, mm. and they collect the most amount of material. You can typically get an entire comic run yeah. in a one volume. Now, that's not always the most readable. It, you know, if you try to like read it in bed while you're falling asleep at night, you drop the sucker <laughs> on your face, you're going to the hospital. Or falling asleep more much. easily. Either one. Night night. If you get like, if you're like what, doing like uh, bench presses with the it's like how are you reading this? I feel like, like I have Jared to be laid out <laughs> Hey, Jared, I've got a question yeah. for you. Maybe, yes, I, I'm pretty sure I saw this in the chat, but what, what do you think? So we've got volume one, right? There's probably going to be a volume two. Ah, I have thoughts on this. Now, our buddy Skuma Joe actually gave some good, um, you know, some good speculation on this in the Discord the day that this was announced, that the volume one, you know, was going to be coming our way. And he said, I don't think it was original to him, but from another friend of his somebody from you know another legend server of some sort and the seedy underbelly of the hive and scum and villainy that is legends online he said based on the way that these have collected the marvel epic collections it would make the most sense logically this is crazy buckle up the volume two might not necessarily is but like it probably could feasibly be buckle up both the Thrawn trilogy adaptations and Dark Empire Oof. in one hmm. volume. Here's my question. Would that automatically put it in contention for the greatest Star Wars book ever bound? I, I was just thinking about that. The fact that those... That, that almost seems like they would split those up to make more money. If I ever saw those together... I, uh, Mm. Oof, that would be tough, man. That that ha- I'd have to have several of those in my in my in my library. <laughs> now, here's the fun thing with this. We talked about this a little bit, mostly behind the scenes, not a ton on air. There's kind of a rivalry between Timothy Zahn and Tom Veach, the authors of these respective books. They came out the exact same year. They had uh, drastically different visions for what was going to happen after Return of the Jedi. They're both extremely critical of the other's work. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, there's there's some there's some there's some contention uh, for bad sure. Bad blood, yeah. but there's definitely blood. 
there's definitely blood that's been shed over you know exactly what was a better story i i come out i think on an unpopular side of now i love both definitely love both most people would say the thrawn trilogy is better but uh, for these to both be in the same volume if you got this thing signed by both timothy zahn and tom veach Hmm. Ooh, I'm sweating just thinking about I'd it, like, man. I'd like to get. Uh, I'd like to have a birthday party where I where I invite both and see what happens. I'd <laughs> <laughs> like better yet a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the no way, promises. Timothy's on. We've got Tom on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh. I don't think I can handle that one. I could just feel my blood pressure boiling. But very excited, so keep your eyes peeled. That might be coming our way. We'll see. So now um, we've got some other announcements that have been made so we talked about the hardcover omnibus that is going to be coming out uh, before too long but we also in the meantime have four you count it that's right four new marvel epic collections that have been announced i'm going to turn this one over to emily all right so the four include tales of the jedi volume two which has collecting golden age of the sith Fall of the Sith Empire, Tales of the Jedi, and the Freedom Nad Uprising. Hmm. It also contains. Emily, I'm going to pause you right there, real quick. Do you know the drama about this book that we have discussed on this show? Freddie's smiling. He knows what it is. (laughs) Most of the time, when you say, Do you know? um, You probably already know the answer. (laughs) It's going to be. Here's the the funny thing. This doesn't have all of Tales of the Jedi. It, obviously, there's going to be more in Volume 3. Mm-hmm. However, this is the first that actually has any titles called Tales of the Jedi. Because Tales of the Jedi Volume 1 doesn't contain a single issue called Tales of the Jedi. Isn't that right, yeah, Freddy? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. I think I've got one down here. Hold on. Hmm. What? Yeah, I don't think it does. But Tales of the Jedi also has Fall of the Sith, Empire, Golden Age of the Sith, and Tales of the Jedi just one of those legends things right <laughs> yeah here we go tales of the jedi volume one bought it this year came out in march i believe it contains dawn of the jedi <laughs> doesn't contain any tales of the jedi and so uh, john jackson miller himself even tweeted finally tales of the jedi is being collected in tales of the jedi <laughs> oh man there's some cool like reference material in the back of this thing all right for another day for another day <laughs> we're not podcasting what's up next emily <laughs> all right so that was one of four Number two, it contains Clone Wars Volume 4, and that collects Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir, Republic, numbers 74 through 77, The Siege of Seleucami. Seleucami. Yes. Yeah, I liked yours. Salami, the Tales of Salami. That's what I call it. The Siege of Salami. Uh, Republic numbers uh, 81 through 83, The Hidden Enemy, The Revenge of the Sith Adaptation, and a few other random issues from the time period. That's a lot. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Rick about this one real quick. <clears throat> do you know? Do, do you know what's so odd about that one, Clone Wars Volume Four? As somebody who like knows some canon and some legends, you know, you're kind of like on the fence between the two. Wow. Uh, well, based on the issues that she just described there, anything unusual to you? Oh, let's see. Let's look back over and let us know in the chat. Did you Did you hear anything unusual about this Legends Epic Collection with those titles that she just read? Um, let's see. My only guess would be something Go with Seleucami, but that's uh, that's all I would say. Um, or of these. Revenge of the Sith being both canon and legends, I guess. Uh, yeah, the adaptation but... is, I think, 
Legends-y, Legends-ish. But have, there is one thing in here that is not hmm. exclusively Legends. What's that? And that is Darth Maul, son of Dathomir, is a Dark Horse comic, oh. but it's technically canon. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's in a Legends epic collection. Wow. That is confusing. Yeah. No, I was yeah. I'm back, actually about to, to step up and speak and uh, tell Emily that I would have no clue for any of these questions, so I'm just nodding along, acting like I know, but I'm, I'm really like... <laughs> nope, I'm here to learn tonight, for sure. Rick, I did put a couple of pronunciations in your super secret pronunciation guide. Thank you. So, yes. They're out there All right. somewhere. Super secret. I don't remember what they are. Yeah, super secret. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Emily, uh, number three. I'll quit interrupting you. <laughs> uh, the Empire. No, actually, I've got something about this. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, enough. The Empire, volume seven. Um, it collects blood ties. Blood ties, Boba Fett is dead. Empire numbers one through four. Underworld, the Yavin Basilica, and a few other odds and ends. Um, and it is... Is this coming out close to the Blood Ties omnibus? Yeah. It is. So this is what's odd and unusual, right? Take it away, Freddie. Well, I mean, the fact that you've got relatively the same things being printed out around the same time... Uh, it, it, I don't know. Usually, I'd, I'd I'd prefer something spaced out or at least all together. Or yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting though. Why they'd come? Either way, it's just like all the more reason for us to cover it here on the show. <laughs> it like it's like it's as if the Marvel overlords are trying to send us a message that they really want this to be discussed on the most positive Legends podcast <laughs> on the internet, right? And finally, Emily, we've got to one more epic collection. Uh, the Menace revealed, Volume Three. And that has Star Wars 1998, episodes 36 through 45, mostly Quinlan Voss's story, Jedi Quest, Jango Fett number one, and Zam Wessel number one. And nice. they will arrive monthly from May to August 2022. So nice. What's so exciting about this is that uh, the Cosmic Force is actually doing an episode next week. It will feature either Freddie or myself. We have not totally decided <laughs> who's going to take that slot yet. So tune in Wednesday night to find out. Uh, we are going to be talking all about the tremendously talented, legendary artist Jan Dersima, who was the artist who uh, drew most of those Quinlan Voss stories. They're going to be collected in this new Eva collection that was just announced. I started reading some today to get ready in case it's me on the show. <laughs> and if it's not, I'll send all my notes to Freddie. <laughs> word, word on the street so, is that Rick has all of these ordered in triplets already in uh, <laughs> non-readable, hardback, and soft. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. He's going to get in trouble. Nervous laughs. <laughs> Rick, you can take the next uh, the next announcement, however. Alrighty. Um, so... We had a date change for the Rise of the Sith Omnibus hardcover. It uh, was going to be November 2nd, and it looks like it's going to be February 8th of this coming upcoming year, 2022. Uh, so some bad news. Uh, you want me to keep going, or is that what you want me to say? Well, I would say about that, the number one thing here, you know, hey, you're a minister. Assure the, reassure the people. Mm. Help sure. them not to panic, Rick. <laughs> mm, yes. So um, there is hope. Let me tell you, because when a publisher tells us something, that means it's going to happen, right? Because there's no history in Legends of a publisher saying one thing and then something else happening, right? Uh, but no, seriously, it's going to be good. But if you really want Rise of the Sith, you probably could check out like the three other titles that share that name and be really confused like me. Uh, but the, the Rise of the Sith Omnibus hardcover will be coming out in a few months. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, there is some delay in publishing. Here's the thing about Legends. This stuff has been out for a long time. There's no rush to get to any of it. And it's going to be okay. We've got a lot to cover in the meantime. And finally, if you don't have any Legends books to read in the meantime, you just really want to read that uh, Really want to read that like, Rise of the Sith hardcover, and you can't read anything else in the meantime, well, there's a new show that you can watch. Freddie, did you ever watch Legends of the Hidden Temple oh, on Nickelodeon? Totally. Totally watched it. I watched it all the time. Did you see that? Did you see that there's a new one? I knew that they were coming back out with something, and I was pretty excited. I mean, there there was like, I feel like there's been some some things going on with the PR of it for a long time, and then all of a sudden it just popped up, and I was like, there it is. I knew it was coming. Mm. Uh, all I have to say is Blue Barracudas all the way. <laughs> it's the best team name. Uh, how about you guys? Do you ever watch this? Um, I watched it. I feel like it was like my Sunday afternoon nap, half awake, half asleep kind of show. But I absolutely loved it. I remember like trying to find it on TV the other days of the week, and it was just like, "Where is it? I need more." But uh, <laughs> I hadn't heard that it's coming back, so I'm pretty excited about that for sure. So nice. Well, I just had to throw this in the show notes. You know, it's not Star Wars, but like it's Star Wars esque. In the, the sense that uh, Jedi Temple Challenge, which came out, what, last year on the Star Wars YouTube channel, um, is based off of Legends of the Hidden Temple with a Star Wars, you know, hmm. uh, bent with Ahmed Best and everything. Yeah. But, like, they haven't made a second season. So I watch it and pretend that it's Jedi Temple Challenge. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. I can totally see it being, like, on Yavin or something. Um, that would be pretty sweet. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And finally, one more other thing before we get into the meat of it tonight. We want to give a plug to something that's being discussed in the Legends Books Discord channel. We're having a bit of debate on exactly when this is going to start. But we've got a, a community-led, fan-led book club that's going to be starting on A.C. Crispin's Han Solo trilogy, which is great timing for me because I am currently in the middle of the Hut Gambit. And I know what you're thinking. Jared, haven't you been in the middle of the Hut Gambit for six months? The answer is... Yeah, I've had some other books to read along the way, all right? Uh, and, like, a thousand Greek words to learn for grad school. Oh, my gosh. But uh, covering this bad boy here, you guys going to join in? Uh, I am. Man. Yeah, I'm excited. I've not read this, that trilogy. It's been on my to-read list for a while, so I'm pretty excited for it. Excellent. Well, before we get into it tonight, we're going to talk about how exactly Legends became Legends and uh, some of the twists and turns along the way, a bit of a Legends History 101 for people joining us, some evergreen content that we can recommend to those wanting to get started in the Wild West that is Legends for years to come. And before we do so, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with everything you need to know, kind of, a little bit about how Legends became what it is. Here's the thing, we've got new hosts here on Legends Look Back, and the fact of the matter is, Legends can be daunting. I mean, if you haven't been in this game for like a decade or more, it can feel like there's so much. And um, What I used to do, Freddie, did you ever do this thing? Where, let me see if I can find one. Did you ever just like rifle through the, the timeline that was in the front of the books? Just like oh, stare totally. at this thing and study it? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, especially when you got an, an older book, and, it, and you could mm. tell that it was old because it only had a few, a few mm -hmm. names on the timeline. Those are my favorite. Uh, and then nowadays, I mean, that's that's sometimes how I'm like, okay, what do I want to read next? What's on my list? And then I'll just pick from that timeline. Hmm. Well, I mean, now we've got utini.com, so you don't have to look at that old dusty timeline, two dimensions <laughs> in black and white. I mean, we've got one that's, you know, 
uh, like animated and there's lightsabers and there's a star field it's it's super iconic and it's i've heard it's a pretty good resource uh, for people who like star wars books on the internet but tonight we're going to talk about the historical side of things on how legends came to be foot's full of twists and turns and we're going to chronicle some of those twists and turns tonight first and foremost the big question really is well what is the expanded universe before it was known as Legends, um, there's a bit of debate within the community on what is the expanded universe. Does that include canon or not? Uh, we're not going to try to weigh in on that one tonight. But the basic idea is the expanded universe is ultimately anything beyond the films. If it's not a film, if it doesn't have Harrison Ford, well, I don't guess the prequels have Harrison. Anything beyond the films itself is the expanded universe. We're talking about video games, talking about comics. We're talking about uh, Weston Games source material, especially if you're Trevor Heats, that stuff for breakfast. <laughs> um, but as such, we start to apply it to like specific things along the way. And we think about the Legends continuity, the timeline. We have to say, well, does it fit? Is it Legends? Mm. Freddie, how seriously should we take continuity oh. as Legends fans, in your opinion? To me, it's really what reminds you of... It's nostalgia-based on my end. Uh, and I like to always say that if it was printed, and, and it's always with discretion, if it was printed, if it was created during, you know, 1970s to 1914, or 1914, uh, <laughs> 2014, it's considered, <laughs> it's considered legends, including the movies. <laughs> mm. I like to claim it, but there's, there's some doozies in legends and you're like, uh, can you canon guys get this one? <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. it really is just. If you're thinking of publication, right, in the expanded universe, there's there's a time frame. There's an estimated time frame of, of what that is and what's in that range. Um, but it's really entirely up to you, right? I like to, I like to claim the movies, because why not? Yeah, hmm. definitely, definitely. Um, you know, even the movies, you can say, well, this, you know, with my imagination, could take it beyond the films for sure. I could see this going... Uh, could see this going a different direction and of course you get an author you get somebody playing in the sandbox takes it in the direction that they want to um not always the way that george would have envisioned and george has an interesting relationship with the eu <laughs> not always the most <laughs> positive however sometimes he sees a character and he's like mm, i like them I'm gonna put them in the movie Ayla Sakura yeah. being a good example mm -hmm. uh, makes her way into the um, into the prequel trilogy, right? And there's different uh, levels. Quinlan Voss. Of, uh, I think he started in the movies. Yeah, made his way to the comics, mm -hmm. something like that. The EU had different uh, levels of canon too. There was G level canon that was like directly from George, and then there was you know it, it, there was a list all the way to uh, you know canon that's probably not considered as anything serious. So in terms of, of that tier, I mean, there's a whole separate tier within the tier of Legends. Um, but it, it's all dependent on, like, what do you like? You know, what do you like? And there's there's obviously a... Legends can't really be canon, right? It, it's got a timeline. They can take it. You can take from, from Legends. And they do it all the time. You're seeing it in canon. And that's what I love, that there's a resource and there's a, a whole other area for you to discover in, in the older section, in the nostalgic se section. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Rick, you want to weigh in on this one? Um, how how seriously should we take continuity? Well, I mean, I I like continuity. I like having a a. I mean, I'd take all this too seriously. Um, so like, <laughs> let's just admit it, right? <laughs> and so you know, I gotta have a, a clear order of events in my head. Um, but 
you know, Freddie, you were pretty convincing, man. Some of what you're saying is like, okay, yeah, I really get that. And I like the the phrase headcanon that is tossed around in the fandom, you know, that regardless of what a publisher or what um, any Lucasfilm or Disney authority says, that yeah, you still can believe what you want. And um, uh, I mean, it's still fiction at the end of the day, but you know what I'm saying? You get to create your own narrative, really. Uh, and so um, I get that. Um, but yeah, there definitely are some 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 pros and cons to both of this in some ways that um, the the reset of canon, I guess, kind of brings some different things to light. You know, here's the thing. I just got this new book, uh, Ronin. How do you say it, Freddy? Ronin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says it so much better. I actually, ever since you said that, have only heard it in your voice. And, and today when it arrived, man, this just has the beautiful texture. All right, guys, show's over. I'm just going to pet Ronin for the rest of the episode. Did you, did you crack it open and take a whiff? first mm. the texture on this hardcover is just wonderful um anyway this came in today and i immediately thought uh-oh where do i shelve this thing mm. because it's uh not quite canon <laughs> there's not a specific place that it fits on the timeline where am i gonna put it on my shelf so you know we can get hung up on continuity we can get hung up over timeline dates and issues and so forth and so on nevertheless the fun thing about can about legends is it's the Wild West. Um, we've got you know the exact month that things fit on the timeline. Nevertheless, sometimes there's ambiguity. Sometimes things contradict themselves a little bit. And um, as we went along, it was a shifting universe. New films were being made. New things were coming up along the way. And it was an ever-adaptable timeline. Uh, Freddie, why don't you talk uh, for a second about what sets Legends apart from canon? Well, I mean, there's, there's definitely a, a date, right? In 2014... When uh, did Disney purchase uh, Star Wars in 2011 or is it 2012 or I can't remember the exact day. 2012, right? 2012. But I, I believe there was an announcement. Hey, 2014, this is the cutoff, right? And and there was some books that were still in production at that time, and some got canceled, and some made it through into canon. So a uh, little interesting there. Is it Razor's Edge that made it into canon? Hmm. No, uh, the next one, Heir to the Jedi. Heir to the Jedi, yeah. Oh, that's the so ever right. infamous Heir to the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so Emily, that's where we we talk about like, uh, yeah, you guys could keep that one. Uh, that Heir to the Jedi is definitely a canon book. It's a canon book, not a Legends book. Just remember that. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> um, their fault. <laughs> but uh, the, the what really sets them apart is also the tone, right? The tone of the books. The books come from an era that is a bygone era and and when you read canon books now they're gonna sound very 2020 ish right that's that's the theme that they're gonna carry so these mm. these legends book carry the 90s vibe mm. uh the the 80s vibe and the 70s like machismo uh rambo vibe like you'll see that yeah in, we did go ahead have an episode all about uh you know, the macho men of legends yeah and that's that's not just because oh you know macho men etc etc this is the time right this is what people were consuming at that time so people were like okay rambo's popular let's create dash renda you know um <laughs> and so that's the thing that you're gonna see in legends is is just the the type of things you're reading you know sometimes it's not as great like shadows of the empire it didn't really age that well um but but at the same time you have to read it with that in mind because if you read it and you get offended you know you take yourself back into the 90s. Was that really something mm -hmm. that people were voiced about? If not, then, you know, take it into context because that's, that's what Legends really has to be read as and it has to be taught as is 
it's a it's a very contextual thing and and that's what i love about about just art right and books are art it captures the moment and you see that really really well in legends man well said freddie round of applause there for <laughs> freddie's answer he's put some serious thought into this uh it's a guy who loves his loves his legends right all right so there's our there's, there's that's our what i really love sure. about <laughs> legends is that like the way that we tackle them here on this show is that it's not really judging them for I mean, not necessarily for like everything that maybe you shouldn't say anymore. Um, but so I, I thought that was really eloquently put. Oh, wait till we get to Rogue Squadron next week. We've got I know. Some I'm to like say. waiting. I'm waiting. I'm almost done. I'm like waiting until like I hit. I'm like, oh, no, you can't say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is one chapter in that book that's more problematic than the rest. But like that's that's my opinion on why there's 41 chapters in Rogue Squadron. So that that one chapter doesn't feel like as big of a piece of the puzzle <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Um, you know, Emily, as somebody who's read a handful of canon books, uh, maybe even more than you've read of Legends, uh, having dipped your toe into Legends so far, what would you say is your overarching impression on the big difference between the two? Well, it's a good question. I mean, I think probably Freddie hit it. It's just that there is this like kind of a rogue sort of um there's no rules in legends and in canon it seems like there are more rules sort of like in just yeah. that the characters seem to be a little bit more well balanced or like less extreme in canon um and i, I think it kind of comes around to morals a lot in canon books uh, i'm not 100 percent sure how that's going to translate in legends books especially because most of the Legends books I've read have been, like, dark Sith lore. Like, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, not a ton of morals happening yeah. there. So since that's, like, the bulk of my experience with Legends, I'd say that that seems to be kind of a factor um, or a theme that I've noticed. Well said. You know, it's. I would say that it's not that there's no rules. <laughs> it's It's that the rules are shifting over time. And they had to. Yeah, they had to because at the beginning, you're you were right, Emily. There, if you get back into the early stages of of Legends, there was definitely no rules. <laughs> and in one case, uh, a book that I recommend everybody here read, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Uh, oh no, Freddie, don't say this. <laughs> you're going to see how different things were and how they evolved over time. And mm. and the thing is, the the story group at at Lucasfilm. Uh, Lee Lin Chi, Pablo Hidalgo, like there's a few, there's a few guys that, huh. that were eventually installed to keep consistency because, yeah, I mean, before story group was story group. Yeah, mm-hmm. before the story group was even a story group, uh, it, it was. I mean, just look at the comics, right? You've got two amazing lines, and in my head, they work. They work, right? It it all works in my head. I don't know. I don't really care to to think about like, oh well, this couldn't have happened because of this. Uh, I don't care. It still could have happened in my head and uh maybe just a different event uh, another day another year uh for instance like uh dark uh dark empire versus heir to the heir to the empire right like yeah that's one of the best reasons why why legends at the beginning was so wild westy but it got to the point where we were like ah uh, maybe we should get these things aligned more and when you start to see those align I believe like sometime in the 90s uh yeah y- you'll it, it kind of gets familiar and you're just like, oh man, I totally remember hearing about that in this book and you'll kind of have a smirk on your face. And that's 
that's where it gets cool again, where you're just like, okay, now they're referencing things that I read about early stuff. So pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does tie together, especially as um, Air of the Empire resets the universe. We're going to talk about that more in a second. But then as they are uh, transitioning into the New Jedi Order era, the Del Rey era in you know, 99, 2000, we, we did find that there was more of a tight focus, uh, more consistency between the authors. How much of that is just like digital communication improved? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People could email. I do wonder sometimes. Uh, nevertheless... I do want to talk about some of those tentpole years that did change the landscape of Legends. First and foremost, Freddie, we're talking about the early days. You and I have spent a handful of episodes in the last couple of years together reading some of these old school books. You just mentioned one, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, 1970, what is it, nine? Yeah. Nine, Eight? Uh, before it's, Empire. <laughs> I think it's before Empire Strikes yeah. Back even came out, right? Yep, exactly. And it's like the potential low-budget sequel to Star Wars without Harrison Ford taking place on... On uh, you know a swampy, swampy uh, like low budget and shrouded planet. Yeah. <laughs> then from there we've got the Brian Daly uh, Han Solo trilogy, and then the L. Neil Smith Lando Calrissian trilogy. But they don't necessarily advance the overall story of Star Wars. They're set out over on this particular island of the galaxy, doing its own thing, so forth and so on, until everything changed. Mm. Rick, why don't you tell us first and foremost about the year that changed everything for Legends? Um, was that the year 1991? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. The year that me and Jared and a few other people were born. Uh, <laughs> That's right. No, uh, are we Are we all born in 91? I'm 87. Two. Are you really, Freddie? Look at you, old man. Show, show those gray hairs to the yeah. camera. I haven't yet. <laughs> Do you not? No. <laughs> Every haircut I get, I'm like, what are y'all doing to my hair? There's more grays every time. (laughs) I need to knock on some wood. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Well, this year is notable in Legends, not just for the fact that uh, A Link to the Past was released, but uh, for in Star Wars, the fact that we had both Heir to the Empire and Mm -hmm. Dark Empire. And Freddie, do you remember us ever talking about the... The, the, the timeline in our Dark Empire episode, maybe it was our Heir to the Empire episode, somewhere along the line, we were talking about how um, these are being developed simultaneously, but kind of apart from each other. Yeah, we've talked about, yeah, this before, we, we talked we? about it several times, I think, but basically they were, it was kind of like, a, let's see which one hits. That's kind of what I felt like this timeline was, 1991. You had two great stories, totally milestones in, in 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 the in the star wars realm this is where a lot of books grab their material from this is where you start to see a lot of that development and oh the background of this and and it's funny because you can kind of see <laughs> you can see authors uh pick the one that they prefer out of the two and you're like okay this guy's definitely on tom's side this guy's definitely on uh <laughs> on uh, uh timothy's on side right and it, it's just the funniest thing to see which one they they pull from and some from both and it's really interesting yeah i would consider kevin j anderson as the great unifying force <laughs> he does a lot to bridge the two uh you could say that he plays more to tom beach's side of things with the the dark empire um continuity obviously bringing back exar coon who uh, haunts the denver international oh, yeah. airport i mean the the, <laughs> the ziggurat on uh, yavin 4 mm-hmm. um but he certainly is able to kind of tie those together. You can pick your favorite, but here's the thing about 
legends you don't have to mm. they can somehow exist simultaneously separate and apart but also if you really want to try to make the timelines fit you can there's a few different places along the way that integrate them emily i'm curious have you read the Thrawn trilogy i know you haven't touched dark empire yet it's going to be a glorious day when you do but <laughs> yeah. but have, have, you've touched the Thrawn trilogy haven't you uh the first two i haven't gotten to the third one yet okay okay Interesting. You haven't met Luke. That's going to be fun. <laughs> no, I have not met Luke. But it's funny because every time I, cause I, I it's taking me time to catch up, obviously. Uh, I've only been on the show a few weeks, and so I can't catch up on years and years. But um, mm, I, I've already had so many aha moments where I'm like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Um, so I'm excited to meet Luke. I've heard great things. <laughs> we would like to help you have those aha moments without being like, dang it, it was spoiled moments. So we're doing our best. Everybody play nice in the chat. Oh, for, I don't mind spoilers um, quite so much. but um. Okay. Well, I would just say stay off the wook. <laughs> Let any spoilers that happen happen through Legends just, Look Back. Just learn not, as not you the read. Wook. That's how I mm. say it. If you want to develop That's more, right. just be careful because then you're going to find out mm. what happens to that person. But as you read and you're like, oh, I wonder what that ship looks like. That's what I always do. I, I'm always mm-hmm. looking up ships, guns, everything that they talk about. I'm like, what does this yeah. look like? It's mm-hmm. the funnest part of, of, of just, I mean, I'm sure canon's like that. I, I've only read one, two canon books. Um, but but for the for the, the legend stuff, I, I remember re- getting the first art book, and you're like, oh, it's a character book? Oh, man, that was so awesome. Hmm. So cool. Well, Emily, you may not have finished the, the Last Command yet. However, I'm fairly certain that you were paying attention to at least generally what was happening in Star Wars culture in 1999. Do you know what is so significant in Star Wars uh, concerning the year 1999, the second huge tentpole year that we're talking about here in Legends history? <laughs> um, I really I'll want... give you a hint. <laughs> okay, yeah. These cup toppers hint? came out. Wait, what? Yeah, this, the cup toppers. Oh. Uh, people got to drink Mountain Dew out of Boss Nass's ponytail. Yeah, Boss Nass yeah, yeah. is creative. It's it's interesting because when you really think about when when Star Wars kind of popped back in, there was a dark time, right? There was def- definitely the Dark Ages. EU was going, you know, was going crazy. But for most of the people who didn't know about the books, like it was a really weird time. You had some really weird uh, movie shows come out, movies that were just branded Star Wars, but didn't really fit the vibe, right? The mm. holiday special. But then I would mm-hmm. say once once 1999 came around, you know, when, when the prequels came out around that time, right? It was 1999? Yes. The Phantom Menace came out in 1999. Oh, my gosh. To That's think right. that it came out in 1999 is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's I, amazing I about this it is it didn't, it didn't just change the way people looked at Star Wars in general pop culture, but it changed the Legends universe as well, right? So it changed the expanded universe. One of the big things that I say about the differences between canon and Legends when I'm explaining this stuff to people, when people are like, oh, you have a Star Wars podcast? What about? And I'm like, well, (laughs) have you ever heard of the outdated and irrelevant Star Wars books? They're like, they're Star Wars books? Yeah. (laughs) The way that I typically explain things is the big difference is, one, in Legends, Luke's Jedi Academy was successful, mm. whereas in canon, it was a failure. Two, I say that there was no knowledge of the prequels when some of these books were being written, so they're slowly having to be integrated along the way. And then thirdly, the majority of the storytelling 
for a couple of decades was after Return of the Jedi because George declared, you know, the prequels off limits until he slowly let creators play in that sandbox as he deemed appropriate. Um, and we've highlighted a couple of other big differences tonight on the show as well. At this point, some huge things change in the Legends universe. One, George allowed people to start writing in the prequel universe. Yeah. So the Star Wars comic, Star Wars 1998, that we discussed earlier, some of the issues of which are being released in one of these new... Uh, is it the Omnibus or the... Uh, no, not the Omnibus. One of these Legends epic collections... Um, Star Wars 1998. It starts with Kiati Mundi, right, in his polygamist Jedi ways. From there, we get <laughs> characters like uh, Quinlan Voss, Ayla Secura, uh, and even Sherrod Het, uh, Darth Krait's father? Something like that. Grandfather? Uh, it's been a while. Uh, so we get, of course, some prequel stories start to be integrated along the way. And then secondly, there is one huge series that kicks off that very year. I'll give you a guy. I'll give you guys a hint. My copy of the first book of this series is addressed to a guy named Doug. It says "Merry Christmas, 1999." Hmm. What is this series? Uh, are we talking about the? Ta-da. Yeah, the New Jedi Order kicked off in '99. With, is that the one with Did the Yuuzhan Vong on it? Yes. Oh yeah. Right. Merry Merry Christmas, 1999. <laughs> To Greg, not Doug. Oh. Sorry to slander you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we started a 19-book series that you know dominated legend storytelling for you know a handful of five years, and then uh, in addition to that, of course, totally changed the everything that was going to come after in the Legends universe because we've got new characters developed, new relationships between them, so forth, and so on. 1990, uh, 1999. Do you guys think that it? deserves making the cut of um, hmm. the like, five, four or five years that changed everything in Legends. Hmm. You got the prequels, yeah. you got the New Jedi Order. It, it's crazy because you're right. You know, there, there was definitely a time where George restricted timelines. You know, do not talk about anything before uh, he wanted that, that template to, to start from. And then 1999 came out, and you can really tell the difference between the storytelling. Everything was more more consistent i feel like i feel like star uh, you know lucas arts lucas film was an actual company it wasn't so startupy i'll say uh yeah not as haphazard not as haphazard just and you can see the difference in the legends books they start to get more consistent they start to build off each other start to get big names big big uh you know how, how many how many books are in the the uh that series in the uh oh uh what new jedi yeah. order 19 not exactly right like it went that's from, not even counting the short stories yeah. of the comics. like trilogies to like 19 i mean of course you had you had um uh, x-wing or rogue squadron but that's that's also like a it's kind of different if you ask me but uh it, it, it's quite it's crazy how how that era just brought on so many different books and from different timelines and, and we're starting to talk about like years and thousands and thousands and thousands of years before the stuff that you've read about into like eras that would we never even thought of right and it that that's kind of what happened i would say in 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 so, you started to see that in that era yeah we've got a good comment here from okay indar in the chat we've also got a lot more games coming out at that point too there were a lot being kicked off in the prequel era uh, you've got you know pod racer and bounty hunter um one that i played a lot of was the revenge of the sith game 
which leads us to our next point. In 2005, that's our third of our four tentpole years in Legends storytelling that we're going to talk about tonight. 2005, Revenge of the Sith. Finally, the prequels were culminated. They had been released. But for Legends storytelling, this is significant. For the one hand, we now have the gap bridged, right? We now know what George envisioned leading up to the you know, development of Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers and what happened to the Jedi so forth and so on. But there was one other huge door that was opened for the expanded universe at this particular time, and that is now people can finally write about that time period between Episode 3 and Episode 4, yes. which up until this point for how many years are between 76 and 2005? Let's do some math here. <laughs> 29, like carry the one. 30. <laughs> 20, 20, um, 25. It's, 25. It's a number. 25 years. Yes. 25. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> so for this longest More time, people two. could not, people could not uh, tackle, could not tackle this gap between these. And at this point, we finally get it right. We've got the Coruscant Night Knights books. We've got the the Purge comics, the Dark Times comics. Mm. Um, we've got a couple of books along the way. I think most notably, the Force Unleashed really tackles this time period well, uh, for better or for worse, right? And so uh, the Dark Times finally opened up now. The sky's the limit with Legends. You can go as far back yep. as you want in the timeline, mm. as far forward as you want. Yeah. We've got Dawn of the Jedi. We've got Lost Tribe of the Sith. Uh, eventually, in the years to come, we're going to have uh, the Legacy comics. Yeah. Nothing is off limits at this point that's... anymore. You think that's right? Yeah, you took me down memory lane that I totally forgot it even existed in my head. That's the point, Freddie. Yeah, that's mm. crazy. Just thinking about, you know, when I first started, when I first picked up True Bakura sitting right, right there. The first time I picked that up, that was the story I started with. And it was a great story to start with, honestly. When I think about it, right after what you know. Um, uh, and then and then you've got uh, just continuously reading down. And then remember going to, what was it, Celebration 4, when I started to get into the EU again. And then Celebration 5, I mean, it was like I progressively started coming out with content. I was buying them as they came out. And then thinking about, oh, my goodness, this is an era we've never even thought of. Uh, with some of the novellas and then and then getting a Kenobi book of like what was he like you know and then seeing that and then uh, yeah it just that's in the closing years there what is Kenobi 2011 yeah it's the closing years and then you 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 progressively got to see more of Star Wars and you you got to read about things you never even thought of you would think about in Star Wars which was really cool I mean that was cool imagine never thinking about what happened like 10,000 years or even in the Clone Wars we had no idea what was going on. And once we saw the Clone Wars, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's what they're talking about. This is the Clone Wars. It was cool. <laughs> and that's the fun thing about Legends. We've got a drastically different Clone Wars. In fact, there's two different the Clone Wars continuities within the Legends universe itself, <laughs> which has, you know, the, the Ahsoka Legends, right? The Filoni uh, Clone Wars, as well as, you know, Quinlan Vos's Dark and Broody Clone Wars. That's the way I think of it. Uh, in case anybody was wondering. There is, however, <laughs> one final year that we want to talk about um, in our rundown tonight of your trip through Legends history, and that is the nail in the coffin, or we could call it uh, the end of an era and the beginning of a new one, which I think is probably you know a better way to look at it. Mm. 2014, <clears throat> do you guys remember where you were when you heard that the expanded universe was being sidelined? You know, it was being put... Uh, Kind of the, the the cap was being closed on it. The door was closed. Where not that it's not that it's thrown away. These stories still exist. We're still celebrating them each and every week right here on Legends Look Back. However, hmm. 
we are now going to move into a new era of Star Wars storytelling. Where were you on the fateful day in April of 2014 when Legends became Legends? Rick, do you remember? Um, just vaguely. Um, I, th- I was in, still in college, and I remember what apartment I was in. We moved around a lot back in those days. And um, I think I had just started collecting. And so I wasn't sure if this meant that these books were about to be super hard to find or more valuable or less valuable, whatever. But I just was, I definitely, it definitely was a memorable time because I, I knew that it was significant, um, but I didn't really know how significant. And so like, even looking back now, like um, I think I've actually read more Canon than legends, but um, yeah, I mean, I, sorry, I'm kind of rambling, but I, I do remember the time it was, it was an important day. Well, that, that actually brings up a good point that, for me personally, I was like, I've got to finish collecting these paperbacks because mm. now they're going to start printing that Legends banner across the top. And I've already started collecting them without the banner. Mm-hmm. And now that they're printing them with the banner, I don't want to have some with the banner. Yeah. And so, you know, we would make those trips to try to buy the two ninety nine copies at our <laughs> local Hastings. Little did I know that Rick was also swooping them out from under me <laughs> and uh, in our same little college town. How about you, Freddie? 2014. How did you feel? Well, Did it scare you? I was watching the preliminary uh games for the world cup that year i know that mm-hmm. um it, it, and i think it, it like dropped sometime in like april or or so like the official announcement yeah. uh they were like hey uh, legends is turning a new page and to me i was like okay i kind of saw that and i i honestly didn't mind because there's a lot in legends that conflicts each other there's some retconning that's a little obvious and it got it got a little out of hand and and there was a lot there to unpack so part of me was thinking a re a refresh actually would be a good thing because we can start from scratch and have new stories and i was totally down for that problem is i'm on a podcast that talks about legends and i really don't get time to <laughs> recap it anymore well that is the problem you didn't see that coming i'm glad that you are freddie i uh, here's what yeah, we're going to do we're going to we're going to learn how to flow walk like Jason Solo did, and we're going to go back in time so that we have time to read all the Legends books and then stay current with the canon books. Sometimes it's a struggle, regardless. Um, you know, Freddie makes a good point that on Legends Look Back, our official stance is that we actually like that Legends is Legends. It's its own separate thing. The door is closed. We're publishing canon books now because it's already, what, 150-something books? We were counting earlier, Freddie. How many uh, full-length adult Legends novels yeah. are there? It's like over 150. 156, something like that, plus or minus. We know we're in the ballpark. Yeah. Something like that. And that that's, a, that's a considerable amount. If you want to read all of those, hey, you've got your work cut out for you. Good luck. You're in the right place. But also, that's a lot of work. And we actually consider it a good thing. Nothing to bemoan here on this podcast. Now, Emily, I'm not going to ask you where you were in 2014 when Legends became Legends. What I am going to ask, however, is somebody who is on this journey with us now at this point, what has happened in Legends since? What is there to look forward to for Legends fans right now? Uh, Well, we went over a lot of news earlier. So probably all of those, like Omnibuy and... um those epic collections new covers especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah the marvel <laughs> epic collections and hardcover on to buy yeah the del rey essential legends collections so good that's a new development was that this year did we get our first ones this year I think so that's 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 what se- I think. seven of these so far this year hmm. and uh i'm excited to see what's going to come with these we've got some new 
like uh, new audiobooks coming out as well. That's pretty exciting to me. Yep. I would say that's the most exciting thing yeah. as a Legends fan. Out of everything that's happened since 2014, new unabridged Legends oh, audiobooks. So mm. And I'm going to absolutely eviscerate what I thought of Rogue Squadron next week <laughs> on the show. Mm. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, anything else to be excited about? Um, I guess just incorporation and adaptation into canon, like War of the Bounty Hunters and Solo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff added that mm, came from Legends, totally. right? The movies, you're, you're seeing things that were taken. I mean, just oh yeah, Palpatine coming back to life. It's, yeah. You know, if you were into Legends, <laughs> seen that one. <laughs> a little slimier, though. <laughs> seen yeah. way more of him in that uh, one, right? <laughs> now, this is kind of a fun in-joke. Like, if you've read Legends... And then something, you know, there's an Easter egg, like such as last week in the, in, what was it, uh, Kevin Scott's comic, we had the incorporation of Zeltrons, mm. which we debated, you know, those uh, salty uh, Zeltrons. Um, if you knew who they were, it was an Easter egg for you. You could appreciate you were mm-hmm. in on the joke. Now, finally, I want to ask you guys, what are our hopes for Legends going forward? Mm. Um, thinking, you know, sky's the limit. Obviously, we're talking about the outdated and irrelevant content, but... Is there anything you'd like to see happen in the future? Sky's the limit. There's no wrong answers. No bad ideas and brainstorming, as I always say. My wife hates it when I say that. Um, <laughs> Rick, let's start with you. What are your hopes for the Legends storytelling, Legends universe going forward? Um, my first thought is kind of the historical route, just that we don't forget the legacy, you know, and that we remember where Star Wars stories have been. And, you know, like, like you said, there's some things that haven't aged well, but there are, are some that definitely have. So just kind of re- remembering them as our, our legacy in Star Wars. You know, it's great that we still have Star Wars stories. That's the cool thing about a new canon is we are still getting Star Wars stories. Yeah. But we still can dig back into those great stories that are now, you know, titled or bannered or whatever legends. They still are part of our story as Star Wars fans. And so that... Um, I think just making sure that they don't get knocked down any pegs and they still stay important despite classifying, you know, a different timeline. Y'all, I've been a sci-fi fan for a long time. Having alternate universes or trying to exactly. to manage different continuities is nothing new. So I, I'm I'm cool with it, and I think there's still plenty to be excited about. My my retcon is if if you see two Lukes doing something at the same time, it's probably Luke. <laughs> yes. <definitely. laughs> Yeah, t- definitely. Uh, Emily, you're up next. Um, I think just more Easter eggs in canon. I know that this isn't like... It's hard for me to think of like new aspects of Legends as a fairly new Legends person. Um, I think that's the best part. It's a perfectly fine dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So just from what I... I really fell in love with Star Wars because I felt like uh, by reading the books, I was collecting more information about the films and about the universe. It felt to me like kind of like a treasure hunt. So I, I just, I would really look forward to finding more little like Legends Easter eggs in canon on like the all the new series that are coming out um, and the new books and, and all that. I just think it'd be fun to find little shout outs. Mm. Uh, now that you mentioned that, on today's, uh, this week's episode of the Star Wars Archives that our buddies uh, Trevor and Jose do, they, they do it like a, a hut deep dive a hut spectacular and they talk about zorba the hut <laughs> zorba. Uh, zorba from uh, what were those books that those hardcover ones galaxy of fear maybe or are they in um the glove of darth vader one of the like 90s kind of obscure kind of n- not even in legends continuity 
Legends books. Uh, anyway, one of the, the, the it's the one with the pirate braids on his beard. Zorba, the bearded Zorba, hut. Zorba. That is Zorba. Yeah, isn't it Zorba? It is Zorba. Anyway, they were saying, what if Zorba comes back in um, oh, the book the... of Boba Fett this oh, fall? So huh. cool. And I was like, oh, that would be the best. I want to. We got Zorba. So that's right. You know, the, the canon Easter eggs, the Legends Easter eggs and canon content can be excellent. And I think Book of Boba Fett is rife for the picking with like war the uh, the Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy stuff would be great, right? Yeah, that'd be so awesome. That's so awesome. Freddie, you're up. What are your hopes for Legends going forward? Well, the good thing, so my hopes for Legends is that more people dive into Legends. And the thing about it is I feel like it's happening because of these re-releases, these uh, Legends epic collections, uh, essential Legends collections, you know, everything we're doing is is pretty amazing. That was my wish. And my wish is that it continues to grow because there's so much good content in Legends. There, and, and and honestly, if it hasn't been written in canon yet, it still sort of exists, right? And even if it's retconned in canon, to me, it still kind of exists. It, it It's so nostalgic. I love I, I'd love for people to dive more into it, especially those who who grew up, even if you grew up with like the Phantom Menace, like Legends is still yours. If you dive into it, if you dive into Legends books, they feel nostalgic to you to the point where you you'll think back on Legends books being nostalgic, even though you're new to it. And the fact that we have Emily here, I'm so excited for for Emily to really experience Legends for the first time. In the sense that when I remember when I experienced it the first time, right? I have a little different story because I, I started when I was in in possibly elementary school, you know, leaving elementary school into uh, middle school. And and I just grabbed Truce of Bakura because I saw it. It was it was there. I had to read a book. I didn't have anything else. It said Star Wars and I grabbed onto it. And <laughs> ever since then, it's just been a, a discovery, right? Go into a, a, a bookstore and you see like a $3 book hanging out right there and it's a star wars book and you're going to read it it's going to be old and you're just going to love it because it's 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 star wars right not all of them have the same way of telling the story but it's still star wars and emily you're gonna have such a great time honestly thinking about these episodes uh you, I, let, let's see what it's like a year from now we listen back to this episode mm. and see what your thoughts are <laughs> mm. yeah absolutely that's a great point freddie that's one of my goals as well one of my hopes is I love having a space here at the podcast where more Legends fans can come along. We don't we want to have a very low barrier to entry. You don't have to have read a ton of stuff to be able to jump in on any given episode. We want to do evergreen content. Mm. Uh, nevertheless, we want to have a good back catalog if you want to follow along with us. We've got tons of fans mm-hmm. who are, and by tons, I mean like four or five <laughs> who are going back and <laughs> listening to all the old episodes one at a time. So that's a ton of fun in the Discord as well. And even to have some hosts here with us who, are discovering this hmm. as we go now rick uh, as one of those hosts you're you say you're discovering more about all of this you had something else for us that uh, hadn't made it in quite yet what you got yeah so actually disconnects really well with what we were just talking about um you know i, I listened to the show pretty early on when you guys were getting started um i think jared may have even sent me a, le- a link uh oh, i'm sure i did <laughs> but uh anyway um yeah, so I've been listening for a long time, but some of the the books that you guys are covering, I knew that I didn't want to get into because you know I just didn't want to hear anything that was going to be a potential spoiler. But in one random episode, you guys mentioned um, 
the essential reader's companion. Oh, yes. And the, goat. the absolute goat. Yeah, you guys just matter-of-factly dropped it in, and I had never heard of it before. And Emily, you may not have either, but this is basically the Legends Bible, okay? Uh, <laughs> it, it talks about... Put it in your Bible case. <laughs> I should. It, it like covers just about everything in Legends, and it's pretty spoiler-laden, so if any of you guys haven't heard of this and you're watching tonight or watching this later, listening later... Uh, you know, read at your own risk, but it does really, really help you get caught up really quick on the the like the details behind the stories, behind the scenes with the book, but also the content of the books and the, the comics and the stories and everything. So it's art. it art is, is glorious. That book. Yes, at the very that too. least, you could just look at the pictures. Right. right. Yeah. So thank you guys for mentioning that all these years ago, and I want to make sure that our our fans and listeners know about that now if they don't already. Yeah, I would just want to say, you know, you should read your actual Bible, too, but this is a good <laughs> Legends Bible. Good Legends Bible, Rick. And finally, as uh, we get ready to close it out, I wanted to give my hopes for Legends going forward as well. Uh, I do want to say I'm very excited to have bring more fans along here with us, be an inclusive community. Secondly, I'm excited for the Knights of the Old Republic remake and anything else that might happen content-wise or merchandise-wise related to that. If we get some cool legends, uh, like a Revan tease or like a new Revan book, it could happen. New Revan comic? Oh, my goodness. That would be awesome. I'm excited for more of the... Um, more of the audiobooks coming out. Want to get some more of these hardcover Omnibuy on the shelves. And then finally, my last hope would be get some more Legends Funko Pops. Bastel is getting lonely. She doesn't want to hang out with Sticky Boss Nass. <laughs> you know, we need to get uh, some more Legends Funko Pops. So throwing that out there into the universe for uh, the, the Celestials to sort out. Well, that does it for this week on Legends Look Back. If you want to follow along with us in our round roundtables, next week we've got... Another one of our legendary roundtables coming up. We're going to be covering Rogue Squadron next week. If you haven't started it yet, do you want to plug this? You can get the new audiobook for free, narrated by Mark Thompson, by Utini, by, by visiting utini.com, clicking on the Audible promo in the pop-up, um, where you can get your hands on that on us. Hey, you're welcome. You too can experience the joy of Corrin Horn in your ears for the first time ever. Well, thank you everybody for joining us here on Legends Look Back. I want to give a shout out to our incredible patrons for your amazing support. We love making this show and we're glad that you're along for the ride. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, okay, Endar on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Sally and Chris Eilerson, Freddie C, Earl Q, and our newest patron, Tyler Latour on our Alliance High Command High <laughs> Command for your amazing support. If you'd like your thoughts and questions right on the show, you can email us at legendslookback at utini.com. You can send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel, leave a comment on this episode on YouTube, or you can find us on Twitter at Legends Look Back. Or me, I'm at Jared Q Mace. Freddie. At Wake Up Freddy. Rick. At Rick underscore Grace. And Emily. At Darth Daybeck. Wonderful. If you're looking to buy some of these books, such as The Essential Reader's Companion, and you want to help support the show, you can look up a book on Lutini. Click the Amazon link in the profile. And hey, after you've read it, we'd love to know what you think and leave us a review. Remember, everybody, in the meantime, keep the Lutini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fan. May the force be with you. This is a Lutini broadcast. <laughs>